until you know exactly what it is you're looking for or where you're going, it really doesn't make much sense. It's, you can just be running in sands. Hey entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversations so we can get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to Now Your Business. I'm Chris Ward and I am super, super, super excited because we have Craig Reed back in the house. Now, if you remember, he was during our launch week. You've got to go back and visit that because he gave some incredible nuggets in a short period of time. It was unbelievable. Episode four, you, you got to listen to it. And in fact, I think you'll hear it on replay. Once you hear it once, you're like, I got to listen to this again. But let me just remind you about Greg's bio. First, let me welcome you to the show, Greg. Hola. <laughs> Hola. Dr. Greg Reed, who has received his honorary PhD in literature, is considered one of the top five keynote speakers by Forbes and Entrepreneur. He has been published in more than 80 books, which has been translated in 45 languages. Among his best-selling books are Wealth Made Easy, Stickability, and Three Feet from Gold. He can be found pretty much anywhere, having a great time brewing up inspiration, occasionally breaking into song and dance, and being of contribution to those around him. I can attest to that. Welcome to the show, Mr. Greg Reed, Dr. Greg Reed. Hey, it's so funny. The other, uh, I think two months ago, uh, I, I got another honorary d degree in philosophy. So now I'm a, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do they call that? Philosophist? I, you're a ph philosopher, but I, I, you're too <laughs> a little, I, I think you're a little too high energy and action oriented to be philosophing on, you know, there's a new word for you on, on very many subjects, but you know, when I quickly did a Google for you and it was really funny, you, you said in the, in launch week, I said, how do they find you? So just Google me. And when I did that, just to see, you know, am I missing something? Cause I've known you off and on for a while now. I've been so fortunate because many, many of the defining characteristics in which how I run my life and my business came from things that you shared on stage. And I've just, it just never gets old. So if you, first of all, I really, this could be a whole show about how great you are. So if you want to now your business, you really do have to look up anything Greg Reed and that will not just inspire you because I think that's a very limiting word in your case. There's just so much content and it's so helpful and it really cuts through the noise. So I found that. But when I was looking up online, the words that kept coming up were vibrancy, passion, inspiration, engaging, uplifting. And it's just All rich that good with stuff. Yeah, rich, rich, rich with content. So Greg, now your business is all about what can people do now? Now, I know you've got endless pearls of wisdom that have really defined and redefined my life. Where do you want to start? Let's give you free reign. What do you think people need to know in order to be a success today? Where do you want to start? Clarity of vision. That's it. I mean, the whole idea until you know exactly what it is you're looking for or where you're going, it really doesn't make much sense. It's, you can just be running in sand. So many people think it's all about the action. And I always say it's the action and the law of attraction that makes your dreams come true. You got to think it, feel it, but ultimately you got to do it. 
on the same note, you have to know where you're headed towards. One of the greatest interviews I ever did was Truett Cathy, founder of Chick-fil-A restaurants. And I went to him, I said, I want to be a billionaire like you. I go, what do I do differently? He looked at me and said, that's easy. Stop planning. I went, what? I go, that goes against everything I've ever <laughs> learned in my life. And he said, well, last year you had a lot of plans. I go, yeah. And he goes, how did that work out for you? <laughs> I go, not so good. He goes, I guarantee you hit a goal from time to time because you're always taking that action. He goes, what you want to do is look for and capitalize on unexpected opportunity with clarity. So what do you mean? He says, if I want to go to the end of the street, that's my goal. That's my clarity. That's where I'm going to be headed towards. He goes, I have to get off my backside, off the couch and start taking action and move towards that direction. He goes, but that's where the planning stops. What I do is I look for opportunity. Did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out to make my journey short? If I get lucky, I'll wave down a you know, neighbor driving by and hitch a ride to the end of the street. He says, either way, I'll get to my goal, my destination. I'm just not so caught up in exactly how it has to happen. And that, to me, is the secret of all prosperity. That makes, I mean, it's well-worded. It's so simple. It's almost like you think, oh, right. Okay. That makes sense. I know there's a similar story in your Three Feet from Gold book and not similar, but with the same sort of uh, uh, mindset. And I know for me, that was a, a really powerful book. And I gave it away for anybody that came to our organization, any client, any opportunity. I bought them like in six packs. I was just constantly buying them. I only stopped buying them when I wrote my own book. And I was still kind of torn. I'm like, well, I think my book's really good and I should push it. But they should really have this one too. Right? So, I, I guess I'm, I, I'm that way with a book called The Ultimate Gift by Jim Stovall. Look, I've done 80 books, 45, all that different stuff. Yeah, still my favorite book is someone else's book. It's called The Ultimate Right, right, yeah. Right? So that's, you know, that's kind of cool too. And we're honoring the people that have impacted our lives by sharing their message as well. Yeah, so it was amazing. So I think for the viewer, for the audience who has not had the fortune to read that book yet, why don't you tell us a little bit about that story? Because I thought that was really powerful and it always sticks in my mind. What's interesting about that book, first of all, it was 11 years ago. So it's like going back in time. I've done about 40 books since that time. So I have to kind of think in my head too. Oh, next. Right. next year in 2020, they're coming out with the version of it with more uh, coaching in the back and things of this nature. So by the way, you can go to Amazon, pre-order that, but that's going to be coming out. And the idea is so many people give up before the miracle happens. And I had an epiphany recently and says, what if God in the universe granted every wish and prayer, only we didn't like the packaging, so we send right, it away. Right, right. Think about this. We sit there and go, God, I need $100. Please, Lord, give me $100. And all of a sudden, a guy pulls up in a big pickup truck, and it's full of aluminum cans. He says, I'm running late for a meeting. Will you take these off my hands? Go cash them in. They're worth 100 bucks." You go, get those stinky things out of here. Well, you asked and prayed, it was delivered, but we didn't like the packaging, so we sent it on its way. And I thought to myself, be careful what you ask for, because you might just get it. And successful right. people are very careful of what we put out to the universe and how we ask it, because more times than not, it is actually given to us quicker than we could imagine. Right, absolutely. And that is a very simple but profound point. So when we talk about three feet from gold, it really was about giving up, you know, too soon. And it was just a very powerful fable. And now that I've written my own book, I must say, I thought, you know, my book was nonfiction. And then I go back and I realized yours was so much harder to write because it's got a fable tone to it and it's even more powerful. So I, I had a whole new respect for you there. 
when you are, I mean, surrounded and you're giving all these amazing, uh, I don't even know, I keep wanting to redefine and make new words up for you. Like speech is just is not it. When you're giving these dynamic presentations to these audiences and you, you know, you're leaving them with these messages, that's amazing. But when you're walking day to day, what do you see as the biggest mistake where people trip over themselves as far as business, getting in their own ways? What is it you could stop doing now to now your business? You know, we talked about it at our other interview earlier. It's about yeah. who your information from yeah. is so key paramount today's, you know, success profile. I mean, the whole reality is for myself. Look, if I wanted to become an Instagram star, I would not take any information from someone who's got four followers and doesn't know anything about the industry. So what I do is I seek people that are getting the results that I want for myself today. And then I start applying it towards my own daily life. And I think if more people could do that on a regular basis, then things for themselves would change as well. Yeah. And I remember too, uh, I know you were quoting somebody else, but I'm going to tell you, it came, to, it came through you to me and it really changed everything I looked at thereafter was all that's going to change in five years is the book you read and the people you surround yourself with. And you know what? I don't know if that made me a better person because there'd be times I would be looking left and right and I'd be thinking, you know, cause you're talking about the sum of your income is affected by the books you read and the people you surround yourself by. And I would be looking around going, yeah, this is not a good plan. Like we need to move on. And it really was a very quick, uh, great, like school grading. Like, I'm sorry, you're just not going to make the cut. So really we don't need to get any deeper into this. And it was not a superficial thing. It was just how, what level I want my life to be at sort of being dynamic or not, you know? I love it though. And Charlie Tremendous Jones, my mentor taught me that. And he says that, Greg, you're the same today as you'll be in five years, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. And I think that's changed a little bit today. Yeah. I think it's the people that you learn from and it's the information that you gather because not a lot of people read books let's just be honest right the, the realities are the book industry is a dying fashion there's only one bookstore left in a friggin america so it's it's not that great of a growing trend however there is now snapchats and instagrams and news feeds and things of this nature so i believe we're getting more information better information but we're getting in a different modality so it's being able to adapt and adjust to that information and then do something very unique and apply that wisdom I mean, the fact of the matter, success leaves clues. So for example, if you ever watched something out of the blue, like Bitcoin, and you saw it have its uh, rise and rise and meteoric and then go down and go up and go down, well, it's starting to leave a trend now, so you can start following it. So if it hits down to six, $7,000, well, by just the last few years, we know it's gonna go up to nine or 10. Successful people, what they do is they buy low, sell high, and they learn from this history, same as real estate, same as oil, same as commodities. Successful people follow successful actions of others. That's it. Yeah. And you know what? You can almost have that. Just We could do a Greg Reek recording and just keep replaying that over and over again because it is really easy with all the noise coming at you. And every, you know, we're all pushing these messages out and the next guru and the next guru. It's like who, it's almost like the loudest person wins. And so having, you know, so having some of these things in your tool belt, your utilities of what I call, you know, defining moments from Greg Reed really helps you navigate through all that messiness and just keep a clear vision. Cause I think that's the biggest problem is you get caught up with everyone, like a herd of cattle saying, Oh, this is the thing right now. Oh, turn left. It's Instagram turn right. And you're right. Who are we getting this information from? That's, you know, it's crazy. Now I know we talked about this a little bit 
during launch week about, you know, how you got started in your path and just looking for seeking uh, counsel, not advice. And that's, we, we can expand on that because that I think is just so simple, but so profound and so meaningful and has really helped me in my business a lot. So when you, when we look at you now and we say, wow, he's got this freedom, this dynamic energy, he's this powerhouse on stage. He's this hugely sought after, sought after speaker. Can you tell us about some of the little turns that you had to make where you had to say, well, I got to do something different now. I know when we met many years ago, the big journey was getting uh, three feet from gold, but that was a process for you. Can you share that? Even though you're all this, you know, fun guy, snappy dresser, it wasn't always, every day wasn't easy. It still isn't today. I mean, look, first there's a dream, then there's a challenge, and then comes victory. Unfortunately, almost everyone quits in the challenging times. So for me, I always look at it kind of like a skier. You're on top of the mound, and then you want to get down to the clubhouse. Well, as successful people, we know there's trees, moguls, black ice, snowboarders. We're going to get tripped up along the way. So when I have my fall, I just get up and keep going because I want to get to the clubhouse. Where other people complain, gripe, and moan and call the ski patrol to pull them down and they give up, I just keep going through because I know ultimately my journey ends here. That's it. So, you know, people see all the mirror. I mean, this is kind of cool. Check this one out. So last month, I got a star on the Walk of Fame in Vegas right in front of uh, the Paris Hotel, six from Elvis Presley and you know, all the most incredible icons of our generation as an author, but it didn't come easy. The first book I did, I was turned down by 268 publishers, agents in a row. And the 269th one said, we'll do your book, but you have to change the title, the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> I was no. So I got a ghostwriter who took my words and crafted away people want to see it. And here we are, 80 books later and a star on the walk of fame. So the bottom line is everything's been a process. You know, the story with Frank has been a big one for me. So one of the people I interviewed along my journey, the founder of Make-A-Wish, and I asked him a question. I says, what was your wish? He looked at me and said, what do you mean? I says, well, you're the founder of Make-A-Wish. What did you ask for? And he said, no one ever asked me. I says, well, I will grant your wish. No matter what you want, I will give it to you. Whether you want a Lamborghini, a new house, I'm going to grant it to you. And he said, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids will know I did something. So that took six years, millions of dollars, and the most trial tribulation I've ever gone through in my life. But now we released it, became Oscar qualified, and now it's out worldwide for the people to enjoy. First, there's a dream. Then there comes challenge. And then comes victory. Unfortunately, everyone quits in the challenging times. That is amazing. And, you know, I, it would be naive to tell you this, like it's going to be news for you. So sit down, but you're a great <laughs> storyteller. <laughs> but what I think is really interesting is there's a lot of people that go out there and try to follow this formula and say, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to interview a bunch of successful people. I'm going to come back with this knowledge. And we can all do that. But I really, I, I think there something is in just completely different how you repackage it and, and put it out there. I mean, that, that is the magic. I mean, somebody else, those people must have talked to other people. They must have, they, you were not the only person they ran into in their, in their span of life. Right. So they shared these stories with other people. So I think it, again, it is a testament to how you repurpose it, repackage it, and then shine a light on it and do it with an energy that is innately unique to you, which I think is a really good reminder to us all, because I know, you know, I've struggled with this in the past where you go online and you think, okay, I got shoulders back, look professional. I went to school, tried to sound like a, I'm all grown up. 
And I had to really learn not to uh, present, but to talk, right? Because you feel like you're presenting to a group full of people when you're online. And I think a lot of us have really been disconnected with social media and got messed up on the journey as far as thinking like, oh, you know, like you're in a boardroom in front of other, your peers and you're trying to have a certain look and it's not being, in. A, people think it's about not being authentic. That's not it. It's about being the wrong version of yourself, right? And that's something you do so well. Can you give us some tips on, it sounds ridiculous, but how just to be you, how just to, you could be yourself and, and deliver your best message. How would you answer that? <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. When I was a kid, I was in trouble all the time at school because I couldn't read, can't write, can't spell, you know, all that good stuff. But I was a good storyteller. And they say, you know, you're, that's going to get you in trouble one day. And here we are today. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the whole idea is to keep things in this most simplistic form for myself. And I do it because I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. All I do is I can sit and down with somebody for hours or days and then go, so what you're saying is, and then, you know, reduce it towards that formula. When I did Wealth Made Easy, one of the coolest things, the first person I called uh, is a billionaire and he made his money in dirt, just dirt. And I said, will you teach me how you did it? He goes, absolutely. I said, why are you going to tell me your secret? He goes, no one's ever asked me. He goes, my grandkids still fight about my inheritance and I'm still alive. And I go, well, how do you do it? And he said, time plus land is wealth. And I said, okay, explain. He says, all I do is look for a town anywhere in the world that's growing exponentially at 25% a year. Go on Google Maps, it's free, you'll find it anywhere. He goes, I look for Broadway, Main Street, and I draw a line out eight miles and I buy the dirt. I rent that dirt to farmers who pay the lease, so it's free to me, and I get vegetables for years. As a town continues to grow at 25%, it ends up on my plot. And since I'm on Broadway, Main Street, that's what I sell to the big box stores for 800 times what I paid, a billion dollars. Now, again, yes, we know you're born with this amazing ability to tell stories, but when you're putting yourself out there, you must have got some pushback at some point because you are so unique. You do stand out in a crowd. You are so vibrant. And that would have made really the regular people, <laughs> the regular people on stage kind of maybe not always enjoy you so much because boy, oh boy, you, you do make the rest of us look dull. How, how did you stay true to yourself as far as the rest of us are all kind of doing that journey now with social media? How do you say, okay, here, here's who I am and I'm, there's no different version of me. It's all solid no matter what happens because I think a lot of us struggle with that with social media. Okay, now my truth to this is going to be so paradoxical to what everyone teaches, so I, I just got to warn you all. Okay. Is I, I avoided watching other speakers and I avoided going to other people's events. And the reason being is I didn't want to emulate or copy. I didn't want to be Tony right. Robbins too or okay. be number three. I just wanted to be me. And so what mm -hmm. I did is I, rather than having all these preconceived notions, I just showed up as my authentic human self. And we started this event, you know, when we did Secret Knock with that same mentality. Instead of doing it like everyone else, I go, how would I want to do it? You know, well, I get right. bored. I don't want to listen to talking head for 90 minutes. So we'll talk for 10 minutes and then do a game show in the middle and then switch it over here and do some strobe lights and hit a pinata and you know, yeah. mix it up because that's how my brain works. And so right. I just created an environment that I would want for myself. And I write the books that I would want to read. What a concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's yeah. what it is. So rather than fitting into other people's molds and you know what's already out there, what's popular, 
trust me, I get so much static from my publishers all around the world. Um, like right now I'm doing a new book and everyone's telling me no again. They're saying it will never work, but I just did 80 in a row that did work, but their mindset. So I'm not going to change my book to adapt to the way they want it. I'm just going to keep going until I find the right publisher that fits within my wheelhouse. So that having the confidence of knowing that you're right. You know what? Okay. That is a very simple, but profound message. So get out of your head just be you. We should know how to be you by now. So we could do that. And we already have whoever you are, you are that person today. So we could do that now, which falls into now your business. And it's also really great to hear that what you're saying is, look, it, it, it doesn't, we're, we're always sitting there looking at the person who we think is the next level of success for us. But you're telling us, look, after all these crazy credentials and all this media and all this attention on you, they're still arguing with you about, oh yeah, okay, you've been you and this has really worked tremendously up until now, but this last thing, <laughs> you can't be you. So that is a good reminder to us all so that we don't all just think, oh, all right, it's just us today. We're not communicating effectively. So just stay strong, be you. I'll give you a great one. I just got hired for a major keynote um, this year, a lot of money, great event. And they called me up, the head guy says, hey, you know, we just watch our videos. Can you tone it down a little bit? When you oh. <laughs> and, and, and to me, I was thinking, Sure, but I know I'm just going to show up as me. But the whole thing is that, you know, you still got to be your authentic self. You got to show up because ultimately that's what people, I know I can give people, make them think and feel and see themselves in a story that I'm going to tell. And the way that I speak a little bit different than everyone else, they stand on stage and talk about, you should do this and here's the secrets and here's the thing. That's not our style. Our style is, yeah. look, here's the journey that I'm going through. I'm the... You're, I'm, this is the hero's journey. I'm going through it too. I, I'm on this quest myself. And by the way, this is what I learned along the way. Maybe it, it can help you as well. And that way everyone feels like they're going on this quest as a collaboration rather than just you know, looking from the outside. You know, it's very interesting. You know, all the different people that I can meet, and all the different interviews you do, you know, you have a certain few takeaways. And how much more time we got, by the way, because I want to drop a big bomb on you. That you Listen, we got nothing but time for you. You tell us when we're done. <laughs> so, so, so one of the most interesting ahas that I ever had is this. So when I was doing this wealth book, I, I got divorced uh, with my, my former wife, Alan, about four years ago. By the way, I got the greatest ex-wife in the world. I know it sounds weird, but I actually <laughs> love her. She's awesome, right? We just didn't get along so much at the end, and we decided to part ways on the friendliest way. But when we're separating everything, I kept thinking to myself, I go, we should have more money, all these books, things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I realized all my books were about don't quit, perseverance, attitude, more about making dough. And then I started reading through all the stuff I was writing about money. And I realized after doing this book, everything I ever wrote was wrong. And it was interesting because if it's about passion and you know, purpose, everything was correct. But at wealth building, it was incorrect. And I just changed my entire mindset. So for three years, I went around the planet and I interviewed people with 100 million to a billion, real wealthy people. And they told me their tips and techniques. And I wrote it into this little nugget. Changed my life. Because what I did differently is I started applying it. One of the things the guy looks at me and says, look, he goes, you can have the exact same circumstance, outcome, everything as wealthy people, but you'll stay poor and we're going to keep getting rich. I said, like what? He says, well, here's your deal. He goes, let's say some guy wants to sell an airplane. Another person wants to buy an airplane. You're such a nice person. You'll put them two together. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're a fool. I go, what? He goes, here's how wealthy people think. 
we go to the guy selling the plane says, I don't know anyone that wants to buy one. But if I stumble across it, will you give me 20% commission? They're going to say, heck yeah, I want to get rid of this plane. The other person say, hey, I don't know anyone that wants to buy a plane. If I find you a plane, will you give me free airline tickets to Hawaii for once a year? They're going to say, heck yeah, I've always wanted a plane. Then connect them. Exact same outcome. Nothing yeah. changes except the wealthy yeah. mindset is completely different. So for myself, I started applying these amazing things. So one person I met at one of my events went and started a pharmaceutical company. Another person ran one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. I said, if I put you two together, will you give me shares of your fake company if you ever put something out? They said, yes. Well, they gave me 3 million shares and it just went public. And the wow. bottom line is that I realized that wealthy people don't work for a paycheck. They don't do right. you know, transactional sales. They create relationships and alliances. So I started applying all this stuff in this book and it completely transformed my entire existence. My goodness. I, you know what? If you sit here with you long enough, eventually your neck will get sore because you just sit there and go, yeah, yeah, you're nodding. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. That's like, oh my gosh. Well, Greg, I, I'm just, I was shocked and excited when I reached out to you and you said you would do this because I must say, I, I have never seen a room that you entered where when you left, it wasn't more refreshing than before you came. So you are a bright light and we are just ecstatic that we could say you're part of, you know, our, our process, our journey here at now your business. So thank you very much again. And if they're looking for you, Greg, I guess they could just Google you. That would be right. Right. It's the best way to find because there's plenty of stuff out there, but more importantly, thank you for having me. Oh. on your show and seeing you again it's been so many years it's wonderful to watch your journey as well and if there's anything i can do to be of contribution reach out the answer will be yes oh well thank you you're very kind thank you so much thank you everyone if you've enjoyed our show please do leave a review right now we are giving away a free audio version of when the hour when the day valued at 15 dollars. but we know people that's worth more than that because it could help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt. So until our next show, thank you again for joining us.